Well, praise Jesus. You know, I'll tell you, we were we were just a, Judy and I were praying. Uh, the uh, electric has been out here since about 4:30 this morning, so we've been just a praying that we would be able to do the record uh, today's message. Uh, so we just we just uh, praise the Lord that the electric just came back on. Uh, we are going to be in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. I want to begin this morning by lifting up Gospel of Faith Church. Um, Pastor Linus will be his Sunday, and then um, then Judy and I will be over, um, I think the next three Sundays, we'll be uh, preaching at Gospel of Faith. So if you're out that way, stop by. Uh, we welcome you to, uh, to the services. Uh, pray for me um, from my throat and, and that, uh, for my COPDs, that the Lord would just breathe into my lungs, that I'd have uh, air to preach over there. <coughs> um, usually winters, as we go into the end of summer, I have trouble breathing over there. So I ask a special prayer for me. Uh, lift me up in that. Um, I'll be contacting Brother Al. We have some uh, other prayer requests um, that, that uh, they asked not to go over the air. So, um, but anyway, um, pray for each and every member of the church over there. Um, lift them up. Pray for traveling grace for uh, Pastor Lynn as he'll be traveling uh, to Oregon uh, for some well-deserved vacation time. Um, and like I said, today we'll be in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Um, and we'll get into the word here in, in, in a moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, you know, Lord, we have confidence, all confidence that we have in you, that, that if we ask anything according to your will, you hear us, Lord. And since we know that that you hear our, our, our prayer when we intercede on behalf of others. That whatsoever we ask, we know that, that we have the, the petitions that we desire of you, that you would hear those petitions, that you would hear those intercessory prayers for others. Holy Spirit, we, we ask that you would teach us how to agree, how to harmonize together with others in intercessory prayer, that, that we would be able to pray together in agreement as one about anything and everything that we pray for, so that whatever we ask will come to fruition, that would come to pass and, and be done for us by our Father, which art in heaven. We pray that as members of the body of Christ, we will live as becomes us with complete lowliness of mind, which means humility, and with meekness, unselfishness, gentleness, mildness, <coughs> with patience, and by bearing with one another and making allowances because we love one another. In the name of Jesus, we are eager 
and strive earnestly to to guard and, and to keep that same harmony and oneness which were produced by the Spirit. I believe in the binding of the power of peace within the body of Christ. I pray this morning that we would commit in the name of Jesus and according to the power of our God at at work within us to be of one of the same mind united in spirit sympathizing with one another loving each other as brethren of one household of Christ filled with compassion courteous, tender-hearted, and humbled-minded who will never return evil for evil or insult for insult, not having a scolding tongue, lashing. But on the contrary, we will bless, praying for their welfare, happiness, and protection, and truly pitying and loving one another. For we know that to this end we have been called, that we may ourselves inherit a blessing from our Heavenly Father. Obtaining blessings as heirs, bringing welfare and happiness and protection to those around us. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that Jesus has given to us the glory and the honor that that you gave him that we may be one as the body of Christ, even as you and Jesus are one in purpose. Jesus in us and you in him in order that we may become one and perfectly united that this world may know and definitely recognize that you sent Jesus and that you have loved them even as you have loved your only begotten Son. Father, they will be done on earth as in heaven. And this we say, Amen and Amen. I do need prayer for a Michael. Um, Michael Cummings, uh, he is on um, this diabetic medication for weight loss. He's lost a lot of weight, but now he's having a lot of problems with um, stomach problems, um, breathing problems. Um, he's lost the weight, but it, it, it's turned turned his body off. It, it doesn't want to eat. So let's pray for him. Uh, Elizabeth down in Tucson, uh, Elizabeth and Leon both need prayer. 
uh, be hold hold him up in prayer as well. Um, she's having um, also issues with uh, stomach issues. We also need Donna, uh, Elizabeth's sister, held up in prayer. Um, I believe uh, she, she fell and, and uh, broke her hip. So we have several to pray for uh, that, that need to be held up in prayer. Uh, a lot of people have gotten into this um, this asymptic or something like that. It's a diabetic medicine, and they're using it for weight loss. And some of the, some of their bodies are rejecting it, and it's causing more health issues. So uh, pray for those people. We're going to be in Mark chapter nine, verse twenty-three this morning, um, and I've and I've entitled it the the scripture or the the, the sermon. Canst thou believeth it? Um, Mark chapter 9, verse 23 says, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, if thou canst believe, excuse me, all things are possible to him that believeth. All things are possible to him that believeth. Now in this text that we're reading this morning, we find the response of Jesus to a man whose son, according to the scripture, has uh, was possessed with evil spirits. You know, we have so much in today's world, uh, mental illness. And if we look back in scripture at some of these things, um, we can co uh, kind of coordinate, coordinate it with, with some of these things. The man explained to Jesus about his son's condition in Mark 9, 18, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he, he foameth, and, and gnasheth his teeth, and pineth away, and I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not, he said. They couldn't, they couldn't do it. They prayed over him, but they couldn't do it. Apparently, the man had taken his son to the disciples and even though they prayed for their son, nothing changed. So the father says, I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not do it. Now, for years, I've read this uh, to say that the disciples were unable to cast this spirit out of this, this child, like it was kind of their fault. They were unspiritual or they, they were not prayed up enough. Perhaps they did not have enough faith. But in verse 23, Jesus says to the man, not the disciples. All things are possible to them that believeth. Now, Jesus' response to the man put the shoe on the other foot, so, so to speak. Jesus did not point to the lack of prayer and fasting of the disciples. Although later in verse 29, he does explain that to the disciples. That this comes only from prayer and fasting. But Jesus let this man know that his this miracle that he was looking for had something to do with his own ability to believe in the impossible. He says, if thou, that means him, that, that man himself, the father, if thou canst believe, 
All things are possible to him that believeth. So if we live in the natural world, in other words, we see, we hear, we feel, we smell. However, when we enter the, the, the supernatural realm of faith, you remove what your natural eyes can see, what your natural ears can hear, along with all of your other natural senses. Now we're going to enter into the supernatural realm, in a realm of faith. In a realm of faith, you have to dismiss everything you know, and you have to accept the word of God as truth. So all throughout the scripture, we find miracle after miracle. God creating the universe out of nothing. The children of Israel crossing the Red Sea on dry ground. The boy David killing Goliath with only a slingshot. The walls of Jericho falling down flat. Peter walking on water to go meet Jesus. And on and on. The supernatural faith moving mountains. But sadly, many people consider the miraculous stories of the Bible to be nothing more than fables to teach us a lesson about God. Nonetheless, we need to understand today that the Bible, that it is the infallible, listen, the infallible word of God that is without error and is absolutely the testimony of God. This book that I'm holding in my hand, and I know you're on the broadcast, but I'm holding the King James Version of the Bible. This, then, is the infallible word of Almighty God. You see, when things don't work out in some people's lives right away, they tend to point the finger at some error or some, some short coming of God. God just isn't able to do it for me. The Bible must not be true. The disciples couldn't make it happen for me. That's what this man did. That is what this man thought. He blamed the disciples. I spoke to the disciples and they could not cast out the, de the demons and they could not they could not do it. Well, my first question is, just because you spoke to the disciples that they should do it, was it what God wanted to do at the moment? Or was there a reason he wanted to teach along the way? Was it really the disciples' fault? Or was it the man's own faith not where it needed to be in order for the miracle to happen? You see, some people want God to be like Santa Claus. Okay, God, here's what I want. Fix it. Heal it. Provide it. Come on, snap to it, God. I'm in a hurry. Lost it today, you know. Got to get stuff done. I don't want, I don't have time to stand here all day waiting on a miracle. Let's get it done. Isn't there a faster checkout aisle here somewhere? Can I just run in here and get my miracle and run out? Because I'm in a hurry. I need an express checkout, God. 
That's what I need. Ten items or less. I don't want to have to stand behind some other person who has a shopping cart full of needs and who is counting out coupons and their change. I need my miracle, and I need it now. And if I don't get it, it's the preacher's fault. It's somebody else's in church's fault. It's that person sitting by me who, who keeps distracting me. That person who keeps talking during the preaching. That one who worships louder than everybody else. That person who keeps getting up in the middle of the preaching. Yeah, that's it. It's their fault. My kid is sick. It's their fault I don't have a job. It's their fault I don't have the Holy Spirit yet. And to all of this, Jesus said to that man, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. I'll say it again. And to all this, Jesus says unto that man, If thou canst believe, all things are possible, possible to him that believeth. Can you hear the brakes? This guy is rambling off why he thinks the miracle hasn't happened yet. And when he's just about finished, Jesus puts on the brakes on that conversation. It sounds like air brakes from a semi. Screech, push. Everything this guy is saying, all the excuses, all the blame. And Jesus just ignores all of it. And he says to him, what about you? What about you? What about your faith? What about your desire? What about your belief? See, you can say the Bible isn't true. You can say the preacher is off base. You can say no one else is praying. You can blame it on all kinds of things. However, in the end, Jesus wants you to know about your faith. He wants you to know about what you believe, truly what you believe. You can say and you can act however you want to do. You can come into the church on Sunday and you can stand up and you can sing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like you. Go out those doors and go to the Corral Market and buy you a 30-pack of beer or whatever you want to do. You can abuse your kids, whatever you do. But Jesus knows the truth. However, in the end, Jesus wants to know about your faith. See, he sees. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Jesus doesn't talk about the disciples. He says to the man, if thou canst believe. You see, faith in God. Faith for the impossible. Faith for a miracle really does have to come from a person who is asking for that miracle. The preacher can pray for you all day long. But if the miracle is you, if you, if the practice is you making a quick stop at the healing market to grab up a quick miracle with some coupon you found in a flyer, somewhere you might just leave empty-handed you've got to bring something to the table and what you have to bring is something called faith faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god we're going to get into that here in a minute 
believing that God not only is able to answer your need, but he desires to meet that need. I want you to look with me, if you will. Look with me at Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Yeah. Oh, you didn't bring your Bible? You need to bring your Bible. Grab your Bible, dust it off that shelf. That's it. Blow that dust off of it and open it to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then, then faith, say faith, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Someone says, I just don't have much faith. Well, can I suggest something to you today? Stop missing so much church. Stop finding some every excuse under the sun to not be there. Well, you know, the preacher's kind of boring. It's the same old thing. You know what? God doesn't care whether the, the, the preacher is boring or not. You see, God is there. And you're going to receive something from every message. You're going to receive the anointing of the Spirit. I'm not trying to be mean. But listen. I do believe what this book says in Romans 10 and 17, so that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you need faith, then get to a place where the Bible is being preached and taught. Be here on this broadcast every Sunday that you can. Be in church if you can be in church because it's better. If you can be in church, be in church. Did you know that there is church there at Gospel of Faith Church every single Sunday at 11 o'clock? Be there every Sunday at 11 a.m. for praise and worship. Get involved in fixing up the church. The church has been let go for many years. They need help. Ladies, there at Gospel of Faith Church, we need a ladies' Bible study group during the week. Pick a day. Pick a time. Men, would somebody start a men's Bible study there? Get plugged in. Get involved. Show up when church is happening. We got buildings that are falling apart. Over the years, the sun has, has, has warped some of the paneling, and it's, it's beginning to pop the nails out of it. We need to get that done. Get it repainted. In Romans 10 and 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your miracle isn't going to happen for you because someone else is doing all your praying for you. You've got to believe, listen to me, you've got to believe this for yourself. You're going to have to get his word down in your heart so faith can happen. And you say you. Look to your neighbor and say, you, you can begin to believe God for the miracle that you need. This world, I want you to understand, this world will, go every, will do everything that it can to rob you of your faith. 
to steal from you your belief in God. This is why we need to be in church when the doors are open. Look around you. The world is falling apart. The world is falling apart. You know, when somebody says, hey, where are you going? I'm going to church. Why? The doors are open today. There's a service. There's a meeting. There's there's something, something happening over there at Gospel of Faith Church. See, it's been a couple years now. But we're, we're beginning to see growth happening there at Gospel of Faith Church. Once again, come be a part of it with God's help. We can turn it around again. Hallelujah. We might be having Sunday services only right now. We might be having a Bible study there soon. Someone might be hosting a life group somewhere there at the church pretty soon. We might be cleaning up the place or doing some work on the, the buildings. You never know when church is going to just burst out around there. And a prayer meeting will fire up or a need will show up and a miracle, hallelujah, might happen. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss when the Holy Spirit suddenly fills somebody with an anointing. Get involved because where God is, where God is, miracles, hallelujah, miracles will happen. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm telling you today, if you need faith for the miraculous in your life, get yourself in a place where you can get some faith. I'm talking about a supernatural faith where God works miracles, where God God, you feel God from the crown of your head to the very soles of your feet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's the kind of faith you need to feel. And Gospel of Faith Church has that kind of faith. This broadcast is preaching that kind of faith. TV is not going to do it for you. The Internet's not going to do it for you. Facebook is, is definitely not going to do it for you. Have you ever thought about how much time we spend on Facebook and how that towers over the amount of time you spend in, in the Word, just going through the Bible? At the end of the day, when you're sitting next to your bed, get into the Word of God, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Mark 9.23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to them that believe it. I'm paraphrasing here. In James 1 and 6, King James Version. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. If you're wavering, you're like that wave. Now we're finding out something here. Believing isn't just asking. Believing isn't just expecting. Believing is a faith that does not waver. It doesn't go one way one minute and another the next, like a squirrel in the middle of the road. Can't decide where, where to run to. Can't decide where to turn. 
Why is it so important to, to have a fixed belief in God? Because in Mark 9.23, Mark 9.23, if thou canst believe all things, all things, say it with me, all things are possible to him or them that believe. Someone said, you don't know what I'm dealing with. Bible says all things. You don't know how bad it really is for me. The Bible says all things. Pastor, if you only knew how bad I've been suffering, the Bible says all things. How long I've been suffering, the Bible says all things. How many times I've prayed? How many times I've been prayed for? How many times I got my hopes up only to have them dashed to pieces? The Bible says all things, all things. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to them that believe. I'm just telling you what Jesus said. He said all things. All things are possible to them that believeth. Are you that? Can you believe? Can you believe it and then receive it from God? That's where we need to be. That's where we need to be. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 through 32, I'm going to give you some scripture. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into his ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening had come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straight away Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter was come down out of the ship, and he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, and he began to sink. And he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. I wonder. Are you in? Are you in it or, you, or, or, or on it? In our lives, there are absolutely going to be times when our faith is tested. Quite often, many of these will be a very obvious times of testing. Sickness, lost job, lost loved ones. There are also going to be times when others around us will not even know that that testing is happening in our lives. Often still, there are inner struggles that go on in our personal lives. 
There'll be times of doubting, times of faithfulness, times of fear, times of inner struggle. These two are times of testing in our lives. Realize this morning that when I mention testing, I'm not speaking about something that God puts into our lives to test us, but rather things that God allows in, in, into our lives that, that test our faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. When something negative happens in our in people's lives, they believe that God is making this happen to them because of some sin or something that they've done to make God mad. I want you to understand, however, that, that God does not need to bring something bad into your life or, or nature that, that cure does this all by itself. That's all natural. God doesn't do that to you. According to the scripture, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. In Matthew 5.45, that ye may be the children of your father, which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. In other words, stuff happens to everyone, no matter who. Neither nor uh, you nor I are absent from bad things or bad feelings that may happen in our lives. Bad things happen to good people. The fact that we are Christian does not absolve you or I from the rain that naturally falls from the sky. Bad stuff happens to everyone, all the time, every day, church or no church, Christian or non-Christian, believer or no believer. So we must understand that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. That is not an issue that is set in stone. There's no getting out of it. We oftentimes pray, God, keep bad stuff from happening to me. And while he may protect us from some things, we have to understand that he may allow us to go through some of these to cause our faith to become stronger. And when he does, we have to trust that he allows these things on our benefit and not for our punishment. Bad things happen to good people. In our reading, we found that Peter was in the midst of a raging storm. Winds were blowing. Waves were perhaps crashing down around him. But one minute he is on top of the thing that could destroy him, and the next minute he's in the midst of it. So let me ask you this morning, are you on top of the thing that you were struggling with, or are you in it? Do you have control over those things that are, are troubling you? Or does it have control over you? See, you can be in control of the situation without, without having control of the situation. So I'm going to have surgery coming up in the next few months. And I'm not going to have control of that situation, but I'm going to be in control of that situation. My faith is in that God has control, and I'm not going to become stressed out about it. I'm not going to become a basket case, in other words. I'm not going to lose my mind thinking about what the surgeons are going to be doing to me while I'm asleep, because I know that I am a child of God and that he is ultimately in control of what's going to happen with me. See, one minute, Peter is 
um, proactive. His faith is strong. He is bold. He's confident. He's sure. He's walking on water, going to his Savior. He knows as he is stepping out of the boat and placing his feet, step on the water, that Jesus is not going to let him drown. And so he begins to walk, as many of us do, you and I, believing God for the miraculous. But then life happens, and the storms get louder, the waves get higher, and things that we're once on top of in our life begin to pull us down into it. And the fear that was not a problem at first becomes a problem. The doubt that you totally had under control the night you got baptized or received the Holy Spirit is now beginning to pull you down. What was under, once under your feet is now beginning to swallow you up. So I'm asking, are you on it or are you in it this morning? Are you proactive when it comes to the problems in your life or are you reactive? Where are you? Faith is like a light. You don't have to have a lot of it in order for it to shine in the darkness. In fact, a smaller light is more visible the darker it gets. And faith, no matter how small or insignificant to an onlooker, shines its brightest the darker the storm of life gets. That's where we are. That's where you should be. We began this message by saying that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we should stay in church. Believeth this thou? If we have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. I've seen mustard seeds. They are extremely small. You can barely see them sometimes. But according to his word, that's enough to move a mountain. So if I have that kind of faith, where do I get that kind of faith? In church. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I invite you now to join us. I will be at Gospel of Faith Church each Sunday starting the 13th of August. I believe the next three Sundays after. So join us there and let us build faith together. Peter had what he had needed to walk on the storm. He had a little faith according to Jesus. A little faith. If he had only known to trust his little faith, he never would have sank into that storm. Peter's faith in God, however small, was all he needed. You say, Pastor, I'm hanging on to my last thread of faith today. I say, great, that's all you need. That's all you need is that thread. Because with that little thread of faith, you can move mountains. Remember, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Won't you join us for church on Sunday? Sunday next. I hope to see you there. Now, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. As we pray this next couple of weeks, I pray that you would 
Remember Pastor Lynn in your prayers that he might have traveling grace as he travels the country from here to Oregon and from Oregon back. Pray for all those in the Church of Gospel of Faith and all your loved ones. Email us that we might um, pray for your loved ones as well. 31 countries and providences, that's a lot of prayers. Let us pray for your loved ones as well. God bless you. We send the peace of the Lord to each household. Blessings.